Greetings, world. My name is Damon Hicks. Islamic name is Saeed Abdel Baki Muhammad. I'm calling, reaching out to you people from the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. My first broadcast. I'm gonna introduce myself by telling you a little bit of my background and what it is that I'm trying to achieve here. Uh, today I'm here by myself doing my first broadcast to see how it turns out. Um, I'm born in Ray, I'm born in Gary, Indiana. I moved here to Milwaukee, Wisconsin in 1986. I uh, came here with my mother on the east side of Milwaukee. And during those times, I got introduced into the drug life uh, by an uncle that was ended up marrying into the family. I was already uh, into gangs. I was already gang banging. I come from the growth and development uh, phase, GD. And during my times here, growing up here in Milwaukee, I did a lot of things that I'm not proud of. Uh, over the years, I've gave the adult system uh, a total of 14 years of my life and a year and a half uh, in juvenile. I've been shot in my face at the age of 17, close range with a sawed off 20 gauge. Uh, because of it, I'm blind in one of my eyes. Uh, I still have the uh, pellets in my uh, skull and in my brain. So those are effects that I suffer with to this day. Um, I actually became a man in prison. Uh, that's why I was introduced to Islam you know, while we're incarcerated. And I must say that was the uh, most important chapter of my life because that's why I am the man that I am today. I do have my uh, HSED. I also have a technical diploma in custodial services. Um, in school right now, I was in there for cosmetology. I, uh, I dropped that to uh, pursue just the barber program because again, I was the only man in the class and I didn't feel comfortable with it. And finding out according to Islam that I'm not allowed to do women hair unless they're family. So I didn't see any benefit in completing that program. But as of me, as of my work out here in society today, my goal is to try to reach out to the different communities here in Milwaukee first and foremost, to try to uh, stop some of the crime that's been going on here with all the killing. Uh, our youth out here stealing cars at a high number out here. And uh, yeah, pretty much, you know, I'm tired of uh, losing kids, you know, to the streets, losing them at a young age, not giving them opportunity to live life. You know, in my era, we was more so of uh, structure seven. You know, and when you speak of structure, people automatically think gang banging. Structure has nothing to do with gangs. You know, you had structure in your household that didn't associate with gangs. So structure has nothing to do with gang banging. But the structure we had on the streets back then is different from the structure on the streets today. And the reason being is I'm gonna tell you this. Remember back in the day when they was talking about removing the man from the household so that they could control our women and children. Well, during my era, when they took us 
and put us all in prison for these petty drug offenses. That's what majority of us went to prison for. They gave us a long extended amount of time. You know, myself, for example, I got 14 years you know, for, for drugs and I didn't have nothing but an ounce of uh, cocaine and an ounce of marijuana and end up with a 14 year prison sentence that they actually made me do 10 years off of. During those times when they took our breed off of the streets, that's when the structure failed. And when I mean by structure is that your next door neighbors or your people down the street can chastise you when they see that you are doing something that you knew you weren't supposed to be doing. Nowadays, if you say something wrong to someone else's child, now you have a problem with that person, you know, or you can possibly be shot, you know, uh, and it's sad. You know, people don't realize that it takes a village just to raise one child. And I pretty much know it took a, probably two villages to try to, to raise me. But for the most part, I respected my elders. I respected what they told me. I respected what they said to me. I respected those spankings that I received from them, even the ones that I didn't know, you know, and they became friends with my mother and grandmother. Now. We don't have that anymore in today's society. And that's what we fail our children at. You know, as parents, you have to discipline your children. You know, stop giving them because you have or because you didn't have it when you was younger. That's an excuse that you're using to try to be a parent. And that's not proper parenting. To me, proper parenting is not only showing your child love, you know, and affection, but giving them things as they earn it through life, teaching them the value about earning things in life, to, to uh, being precious, you know, and respecting those that respect you. You know, and it, it more so of us as parents, if we hold ourselves accountable for our actions, you know, we can start being more better parents than what we portray of being a good parent, you know what I mean? And if I tell you something about your child, accept it as, uh, as feedback. Don't always look at it as something bad. You know your child better than I know your child. So you know if I'm telling you something about your child, I'm not telling you this just to be telling you. And I'm not telling you this to try to break you down or to be disrespectful to you. I'm telling you this is because it's something that you can, you probably missed out on and you can pay attention to the next time, you know, and, or it could be the reason that I could be telling you this is because it can be a way that your child's acting around me versus the way that they act around you, good or bad, you know? So I use those to try to communicate with my parent, with the parents here at the Maru Center, you know, to engage into them, to let them know, like, hey, your child did this all day, you know, I don't know if, you know, if they do it at home, but our kids, is, they was born into this world of uh, technology. And a lot of them can't do without this technology. So when they come to the center, instead of us giving them a game, letting them uh, play on the computer, it's something that they have to earn, you know, something they, they have to do for that, like uh, probably solve some mouth problems, uh, read, you know, a, a couple pages out of a book and tell me what it is that they learned from what they have read. You know, I also have talks with them here 
on uh, life, on how the crime is affecting them, or what is it that I can do to help them, you know, to better adjust, you know, not only here, you know, not only at home, but at school. You know, children tend to have problems and issues that they don't want to go to their parents about, that they are more comfortable with talking to a person like myself, you know, and I bring my kids here as well. But my main thing is, is trying to target these crimes out here on, on our streets, uh, trying to reach out to our youth and our adolescents out here. And my approach is to actually to communicate, you know, approach, communicate, and execute. Meaning, I don't know, I might be harsh, but during my days when I was game banging and selling drugs, you know, when I was out here robbing people and, you know, taking over territory, it was more so of like, get out, you know, get out of, lay down, you know, and that's more so of my approach to approaching our youth out here today. You know, it's, you have to get on a level. I don't want to hurt anyone's children and I don't want to get hurt, but I put my life on the line to save the next child, you know, or the, another parent from having to bury their child. Every day I wake up, I'm seeing a death of a child or a shooting of a child, and it's heartbreaking, you know? And I can only imagine, you know, the feeling that these parents uh, uh, have, you know, because I haven't experienced it, you know? And let me back up a little bit and tell you, you know, I, me, myself, I'm a father of seven. Uh, I have one daughter, she's uh, the oldest, she's 29. And I have six boys, ranging from 28 down to 14. And I have five grandchildren, uh, four grandsons and one granddaughter. You know, so I know what it takes to raise a young man, you know, and it's not easy, you know, by, by all means, it's not easy. I was raised by a single woman. You know, uh, my uncle's name was my, uh, my father figures. Yes, my father was a, around, but my father had a, a drug addiction that uh, kept him more absent than present. Uh, but I don't fault him for the things that he did, you know, uh, cause for the most part, he was a good dad. So I'm not gonna use that as an excuse, but I will say that a woman cannot raise a man you can only teach a man so much, just like a man cannot raise a woman. We can only teach a woman so much. So with that being said, to you fathers, if you step up and stop uh, blaming and pointing the finger, you know, and just try a little harder and learn how to put your pride to the side, you know, and say, okay, how can I assist, you know, with my son, you know, with my daughter? Because these children need both parents into their, in their lives. So that's why I vowed that when I do get married, that I was going to have children by this woman and be there to be in my children's life every step of the way instead of missing out on that opportunity. And I'm happy and proud that I've done such and had the opportunity to do such with my younger three boys. With my older, my older uh, boys, I have been in their life for the last 17 years, been there for them. And I always tell them, I express it to them, you know, I can only help you 
if I know how to help you, whether good or bad, that you can come talk to me. I don't care what time, day or night it is. Don't be afraid to come talk to me. I don't care what type of a situation it is. Don't be afraid to come talk to me. That's the only way that I can help. So with that, it helped me build my fatherhood up and helped me get a better understanding with my children and get to know my children more uh, better. Meaning I know when they're lying to me, uh, I know when they uh, when something is bothering them, and it's it's a a lot has to do with because I communicate with my kids. We I'm involved with them, and they're involved with me. You know, so more so that's why we connect the way that we are, that we connect. You know, so that's important. It's about communication with your children first and foremost. Also, even with my my older kids, I uh. I call them all the time and I ask them where they at, who they with, what are they doing, just so that I can get the feel and the know in case if something did happen or something did go wrong. I knew who they was with, I knew where they were, you know, and this the relationship that we built together, you know, over the years. So I'm not saying that, you know, it might happen overnight for you and your child, but it will happen. You know, it's all about you putting in the work and being a part of your child's life. You know, stop using the excuse for, man, my child, my son or my daughter is just so disrespectful. You know, have you ever sat down with them to figure out why they're disrespectful towards you? It's probably something that they haven't been able to sit down with and talk to you about because you won't allow them to speak and to express themselves without you getting angry or you pointing a finger you know, we have to stop doing that as parents, you know. So with that being said, right now, just to, you know, giving the introduction of what my topic's about, basically it's going to be about, uh, I'm going to end this here with thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. You know, feel free to leave comments, you know, suggestions, and, uh, topics that you would like to discuss more of. And uh, again, feel free to reach out to me. Um, on my next podcast, I will leave up my uh, email and you know uh, my phone number so that people can get in touch with me. You know, uh, here at the Maru Center. Also, a bit about the Maru Center before I close all the way out is uh, we're located here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, at twenty one ten West Hampton Avenue. We're open Monday through Fridays right now during the uh, off season for school from 2 to 7 p.m. I take that back, Monday through Friday from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. We have educated teachers here that uh, that's here to teach, to help children to learn to read, write, uh, math, English, social studies, uh, and so forth. You have myself, who is the lead youth coordinator here at the Maru Center, and uh, as well as uh, I oversee the barbershop, you know, and uh, the roundtable talks and uh, the barbershop talks. And starting my own podcast is something that I had a passion of trying to do. And now I'm trying to do it and see how it goes. So feel free to come down and visit us and see what we about, see what we have to offer. We have a lot of 
many things here. We have a computer lab. We have a gym where we have uh, instructors that come in and teach wrestling, uh, karate, uh, kickboxing. Um, some of the kids come in here, they use the computer to uh, do homework or play games on. Our computer lab is also for the adults to come. We help with resume building. Uh, you can come and do job searches. We also do faxes. Um, we have uh, lunch every day uh, at noon. And throughout the day, we let the kids eat whatever food that we have here. We bring snacks in also. We also have movie nights. Um, yeah, we have many things to offer. We're not asking for any money. You know, we are a nonprofit organization. We get funded. You know, we do accept donations, you know, to go towards different things to purchase at the center. We don't ask for a specific uh, amount. It's whatever you feel like you want to give, whatever you can afford, you know. So with that being said, that's who I am. That's what we're about. And I'm going to close with saying I hope that you all have a blessed and safe day. I'll see you again tomorrow here at the Saeed's Podcast Show. Thank y'all for listening again. I love y'all. Be safe.